I'm good at thumbs up. Are you? I gotta teach, I gotta teach Link thumbs up. I mean, yeah, but you gotta get him to do it at the right time. Well, that's what teaching him the thumbs up is. Like, I'm sure I could teach him to put his thumb up. I want to teach him, like, <laughs> thumbs up. Like, high stuff. <laughs> okay. So tell me about your night. So, John, I went to the Foo Fighters last night. Yeah. And that was that was pretty sweet. So I wanted to talk about a couple things, just based on my evening. Okay. So last night was the first night that Link slept somewhere other than home for the okay. evening. Okay. Well, we mean, you mean without you. Like, y'all have gone places with him. Right, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. first This was our first night apart. Um, so he slept at my mom's house. Yeah. Um, it was always the plan. So he's going to sleep at my mom's house while we're in the hospital giving birth to this child. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we kind of, A, wanted a test run up to, to see how he'd do. And rather than, oh, here's three nights at grandma's. It's like, okay, now you've spent a couple nights, hopefully at grandma's house. And so it's familiar to you. So it was kind of like a test run slash let him get a little more familiar with sleeping at grandma's house. Yeah. Good opportunity to do it because concert didn't start till seven. Turns out there was an opening show, which that's normal. It's normal, but usually they put it like on the ticket, like who's opening. Um, I would think they would, but I don't know. I don't go to enough concerts. I know me either. And I'm like, maybe they change things or maybe I just didn't pay enough attention. So the opening show was at seven. They didn't go on. Foo Fighters didn't go on stage till about eight. Honestly, I probably wouldn't have gone for the opening show, but it was fine. They were fine. Did, did they have like special seating for pregnant women? Uh, I'll come back to that. So that's pretty funny too, actually. Okay. Um, so took link to my mom's, gave my mom the rundown everything was good i feel like it was like the perfect reason to leave him because i was definitely distracted enough like it wasn't just like i went home and then thought about like i wonder how link's doing like i had the distraction of the concert and so sean was supposed to come to this concert with me and it turns out he ended up having to go out of town for work so i took my sister so link slept at my grand or at my mom's yeah. And I came home to an absolute empty house after going to a concert. It was the weirdest feeling, I would just like to say, because I'm trying to think of the last time I came home to an empty house. And I mean, obviously, it had to have been before Link was born, which was 18 months ago. So I have probably haven't had an empty house for like two-ish years. Okay. It was very, it was very bizarre. So I got home really late, as you could... If you're listening to the show, if you've listened for the last three weeks, I'm still sick. It was like this battle, like this internal battle when I got home. I got home around 11.30, call it. Maybe okay. closer to 12. That, that was about when you messaged me and you're just like, yeah. I'm really tired. Okay, so I had just gotten home at that point. Okay. And I'm like, I don't want to go to bed. Like, I don't want to waste this opportunity to like have this like a whole house to myself I feel like I need to like do something like even if that's just like I don't know like do something I can't just go to bed like that's ridiculous I need to take advantage of having this like freedom and I didn't know what to do so I made a pizza 
And I sat on my couch and I watched Ozark, <laughs> to which I almost fell asleep. And I'm like, this is dumb. And I'm like, hey, I can watch TV in bed. I haven't done that since Link was born because I'm so afraid of like waking Link up with the TV. And I think I fell asleep like three seconds after I got to bed. So I feel like I wasted like my one opportunity to have like a free house. See, I would almost think in, in your condition being sick and super pregnant that you'd be like a free empty house. I'm just going to go to sleep. I know, but like Sean's really good on weekends about letting me have sleep time. Yeah. So I feel like I get that. Al- I feel like I get that already a little bit. I don't know. It felt like a waste. So I'm curious as to you and any of our listeners that want to write in, like, <coughs> what would you have done? So, I mean, it, it's Sorry. it's so hard to say, right? Because it, I don't know the last time I came home to an empty house. Well, no, I can. I right. do. I do, actually, because, like, every summer the wife and kids go to Seattle. Oh, and sometimes yes, I go with them. get that. Yeah, so I, I'll come home. It, but, like, to me, I don't like having an empty house. Like, I like having my own time, but, like, there's something weird about a giant empty house. Oh, I love an empty house. Uh, I don't know. I mean... Like, I love my family. That sounds like I, like, hate my family. Like, I love my family, but there's something really special about, like, coming home and having the whole house to yourself. I mean, what are you going to do? Like, run around the house naked? I mean, what, I don't know. I mean, we're married with kids. Can we not do that now? Like, it seems like... I, I would not, it, now, with my kids being the age they're at, no, I Fair. would not run around the house naked. I definitely could if I wanted to. Link sees me naked all the time, and I choose not to because that's weird. <laughs> I don't know. It just feels like, I don't know, like, when you were a kid, you came home. Like, I kind of just wanted to, like, do a Seven Eleven trip in the middle of the night, like, because I could. That's I funny. It, 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 it's one of those things where it feels like you're, like, like loving the now but kind of missing aspects of the past i don't know it felt it felt wrong i felt like i wasted it and i'm like i almost wish the food fighters played earlier so i got home earlier i mean so left uh after the first encore so when i've come home to an empty house multiple times so like uh there was a week when i had come back and the wife and kids were still in in seattle and I think I worked half the days, had half the days off. And so I'd get the end of the day. And I mean, one, it's a big difference if it's one night out of like two years compared to, you know, multiple nights, you know, once a year or however often. But I get to the point where like, I just don't know what to do with myself. I'm just like, I'm sitting on the couch watching TV again. I'm I'm playing another video game. Like I, I just, I don't know what to do with myself. Whereas if my day is taken up, with the wife and kids and whatever else, then it's the evening time when they're all asleep and it's just me. And I'm like, okay, like this is when I get to do my thing. So, and like, that's kind of how it is here too. Like Sean usually streams or podcasts at night and Link goes to bed pretty early. Like, it's not like I don't have evening time for myself. It's more like I had time in the evening where I didn't have to like hide in the basement or be quiet or like I could have done anything, anything I wanted. So, so here's what's funny about the statement you just made, right? So, um, you know, I've lived in a place once with a semi-basement. It was more of like a downstairs that was half underground. Um, we call those split levels here. Yeah, it was. It was a split level, but it was a split level built on a hill. So mm. if you're in the upstairs and you walk out the back door, you're in the backyard. And if you're downstairs, like the garage comes out on the driveway and everything, and the garage attached to the downstairs. 
but there's only like this one small window that like sticks up above the ground. Right. Down. That's it's, how all our windows are here. Yeah, but you're in the basement like in right the basement. now. In the basement. Right? Yeah. So, so like I said, it's, it's, it was kind of like a basement, but not, it wasn't a basement. It was just kind of like the downstairs. Um, but like, so when I think of like basements, I think of like dark, damp areas. And when you like, I didn't have to hide out in the basement. It's like, I didn't have to like stay down there where the bad kids go. Aww. Yeah. But no, your basement's like nice. And that's like a place to hang out. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's fine. Obviously it's fine. But anyway, felt, it felt weird yesterday. I felt disappointed in myself. And then I still, and to, the worst part of it is I woke up tired I'm like, man, I didn't do anything fun last. Like, I mean, I went to a concert. That's obviously fun. But like, I got home. I didn't do anything fun when I got home. I stayed up later than I should have, doing nothing. And then I don't feel rested today after my kid stayed at my grandma or at my mom's house. And so, okay, so tell me about like the seating, or were you sitting down the whole time? I mean, you're super pregnant. I told Amy, I was like, I was telling her about how y'all had tickets, and how Sean wasn't able to go, and she's like. She went to it all that super pregnant. I'm like, yeah, apparently. So um, it was pretty funny. So I didn't realize the tickets we bought weren't spectacular tickets. You thought so they we bought, were spectacular? I knew they weren't the best tickets, but I thought they were better than what they were. Like okay. when we got there, I'm like, oh, I thought they were better. I didn't like there's certain concerts where it's like, I don't care. I just want to go. Like I, it doesn't matter where we sit. And our new stadium here is pretty like world renowned for for its seating and, and acoustics and like people, like I guess people want to play at our stadium cause it's pretty amazing. I don't know. Sounded good. I've never been, this is my first concert there. So it was fine. The upper bowl is where we were. So we bought two pairs of tickets and it's a long story on how it ended up the way it did. We were supposed to have the better tickets, but then we didn't think we could go to the concert when they, when it, the first date they had, so we gave the better tickets to my in-laws because that's who was supposed to get the worst tickets. But then we could go to the concert, but then it's weird to be like, hey, those were actually our tickets. So can you have the shittier ones? Nice. So it's fine. So it turns out I talked to my mother-in-law today and it was it was good that we kept the tickets we did. So we were in the upper bowl. The upper bowl in our stadium is fucking scary. It is like straight down. Like the steps are so steep which is great for visibility, but terrifying as a pregnant woman to do these steps. Okay. Um, so you go up this escalator that's like the longest escalator in the world, and then you have to go like down to your seats. Like once you get to the upper bowl, you go you go yeah. down to your seat. And so we're low in the upper bowl. And so I'm sitting there, and the whole time I'm thinking, it's a Foo Fighters concert. Most people are probably going to be standing and headbanging and whatever people do at Foo Fighter concerts. And I'm not, like, I will be the person that sits. Like, I don't care. I'm too tired. I'm too pregnant. And, like, my sister isn't a huge fan, so I knew she would, like, support me in my decision. Like, if I was sitting, I knew she'd sit with me just so I didn't look like a dummy. Okay. Everyone in the stadium stood, including where my mother-in-law and father-in-law were. They said they had to stand the whole concert to see. Yeah. No one in our little section stood. Everyone sat for the most part. Really? It was beautiful. Were you, like, in the section with all the old people? They're funny enough. We weren't, but the two, the couple in front of us, were super old, and they kept standing. So this was my this was my question for you. Okay. You're at a concert. Yeah. Totally acceptable to stand. So I'm not saying like this isn't our reclining seat conversation. I admit that at a concert, it is 100% acceptable to stand at a concert. That being said, 
If you're in a section where everyone is sitting and there's a pregnant lady behind you, would you stand? So I would like, oh man, I mean, that's tough because I'm also the guy that's okay with sitting through most concerts. Like I don't feel I need to stand. Totally. Me too. Um, Like I don't think it's necessary. I feel stupid standing to be honest, unless you're in like the standing section. Yeah. Or I mean, or if you're up super close and you're in the crowd, that's just like super getting into it. Like the, the, what the crowd is doing will usually dictate it. So if I had been in that situation, I probably would have sat. Uh, unless like some moment happened that just pumped me up so much, kind of like, totally. you know, whatever. And just like, you know, the power of Dave Grohl, like pulled me out of my seat, <laughs> which I'm sure it could. Um, powerful man. He is uh, probably, probably the most talented musician out there right now. That dude's amazing. He, he's amazing live. Holy cow. His like rocker scream is like no other. Oh man. And, and think you went to that and I'm going to go see Mumford and Sons again. Uh, yeah i mean it's good it'll be fine Mumford, now don't be wrong mumford and sons puts on a really good show like they they work say, they do a good show they work like the lead singer works the crowd amazingly and third eye blind will be the show right before nice. theirs on that stage and i'm super nice. stoked to see third eye blind anyway <laughs> i i want to say that like if everyone else was sitting and i noticed that there was a very round pregnant woman behind me right like, I would like to think that I would be conscious of that. So he definitely knew I was pregnant because we were, thank God, we were in the aisle seats and people go in and out all the time to go pee or smoke weed or whatever they're doing. And so instead of like standing up, which did not help anyone to get by me, I was I would just go to the aisle and go down a step, which is where they could see me. And it's not like I'm not like obviously pregnant. I am. It could not be more clear that I'm pregnant. Like I was getting comments from the people around me about being there, and like positive or negative comments. Just like people noticing how pregnant I am. I'm like, yeah, I know. Like I'm. Yeah. I that, trust oh no, shit. Oh man, I'm that. Wow. Really. Um, so like he definitely knew I was pregnant. I don't know. I just thought like I didn't I was on the fence on if I thought it was rude or not because I'm like it is a concert and to be fair like he's definitely allowed to stand but no one else is standing like really do you have to be the asshole that stands in front of the pregnant lady like come on. Yeah. Like, I always out with the asshole either in front of me or behind me that like in a movie theater kicking my seat like I just always seem to luck out with sitting next to these people. So so I'm I'm also the guy though that like when I'm at a, like a sporting event and something happens and everyone stands, I'm the guy that's like, oh man, I got to stand again. I just know. To, I'm just, God, come on people, <laughs> just sit down. So at one point, Dave Grohl, he really like goes out of his way to acknowledge the people in like the nosebleeds. And so he's like, oh, like my people in the upper bowl, look at you. And the lights come on like up where we are. And he's like, what the fuck? Why aren't you standing? Everyone get up. I'm like, no. And this is about an hour and a half into the concert and I'm like, ah, oh, we've done so good so far. Like, no, I don't want to stand. Cause at this point my feet are starting to swell too. Like I wore shoes that I shouldn't have worn and I knew it even when I put them on, I wanted to like look as good as I can look at this point in my life. And I'm like, I'm going to wear some fancy Toms instead of my normal black Toms. So I wore my wedding Toms. Yes, I have wedding Toms. And they are a little tighter than my other Toms. And I sure felt that at the end of the night. Anyway, so we stood for a little bit. And I was fine with that because they played some really good songs that I was, like, into. And I'm like, I can, this is fine. 
But then after about, like, 20 minutes, I'm like, I need to sit. Like, I just... Even if not pregnant, I don't enjoy just standing. It's yeah. just not an enjoyable thing, especially when I'm looking at a seat behind me going, like, I could be sitting right there right now if I wanted to be. <laughs> so, unfortunately, everything was good until Dave Grohl told us all to stand up like an asshole. And so then most of the people eventually, like, sat back down, but not the guy in front of me. Nice. Nice. Like, of course. The, the last concert I went to, luckily, the opening band... Uh, who, God, for the life of me, I cannot think of what the name of the band is. It was one of those bands that was big, late 90s into like maybe 2001. Nice. Um, Third Eye Blind? No, 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 no. Because Third Eye Blind is... Third, <laughs> you know how many albums Third Eye Blind has? That like, like, if you're not a... If you're not someone looking for their music, you're never going to hear. And they're so good. Yeah. But yeah, I can't... I, I can't play them around my kids because their, their stuff is... It's not like hidden sexual, like messages no 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 like they're straight up talking about getting it on like in these songs no uh tonic tonic was the opening band oh nice uh which by the way their three or four songs are still really good their stage performance absolutely terrible Mm -hmm. um but then when our lady peace came on which is the whole reason we were there like it doesn't matter i mean when our lady peace starts playing i'm gonna be up on my feet just because i don't i don't have a choice like that's just my body's gonna do it whether i want it to or not (laughs) See, and that's so. kind of how I feel about the food. Like, the Foo Fighters, I would say, are probably... Like, I was trying to think last night. Often when I go to a concert, I think I'm a really big fan. And then I get to the concert and they start playing their music. I'm like, clearly I'm not a big fan because I don't know any of these songs. Yesterday, I literally knew every song, every lyric to every song. Well, did, they play so, their, did they play their new stuff at all? Because I've listened to the new album like twice. New album. Yeah, it's not great. I, Often I find that if I hear a song or see a song live, like whether it's like a YouTube version of it live or actually live, because I definitely don't go to a lot of concerts, but I find that sometimes that can change my opinion on a song. Yeah. So they opened up with two of their new songs from their new album, which I was like, oh, I hope this isn't the whole concert. It's still like way better live than than the album itself. But yeah, then after that, he was talking about how they've been a band for 25 years which i did not realize which is crazy oh yeah and he said that they're gonna do a song from every album which like obviously hyped me up because i prefer their older music slash newish older music like not their really old stuff but like not this newest album and yeah, they played like a song from every, like it was a three hour show. It was crazy, which is why I didn't want to stand the whole time. Oh yeah. That was terrible. Um, but at one point I was singing the lyrics and I was like, you know, I'm sitting there, but I'm like getting into it and I'm singing the lyrics, which is probably why my throat hurts so much worse today. It was by far the loudest concert I've ever been to. It was insanely loud. Like I probably hurt my ears. I probably should have been wearing earplugs. Um, so I'm singing along to the songs and he goes, yeah, anyone who's singing along with me, that's awesome. Obviously you're old like me. I'm like, oh, I was so proud of myself for knowing the lyrics, but now I feel terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good though. Um, my one issue was where we were sitting. So I'm a big, 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 like I love Dave Grohl. How can you not love Dave Grohl? But I really love Taylor. Like the drummer, I am like, he, I just, I love drummers. Of course you do. And I especially love Taylor. I think he's just the best. Now, is he a better drummer than Dave Grohl? Because Dave Grohl's an amazing drummer. Probably not. And actually, at one point, they switched. Uh, Taylor sang and Dave played the drums. 
Yeah. And he actually made a comment on how, like, Dave is, like, his mentor and, like, the best drummer, blah, 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 blah. But Taylor's pretty fucking good. So I love Taylor. I went to the concert, like, probably just a touch more for him than Dave Grohl. And they have, like, you know those speakers that they put, like, there's, like, 30 speakers, like, they hang down and they're, like, a, a line. It blocked Taylor perfectly. Like, nothing else was blocked. It just blocked, like, the sliver of my view of him. And so we're sitting there, and I'm like, you got, like, for real? Like, I came to the concert just to look at Taylor the whole time. And also, Dave Girl's hair is super long right now. Oh, yeah? And it's always long. Yeah. It's usually, like, long. It's, like, long. Like, longer than mine. Oh, wow. It's not a, not a great look. So so there was... Uh, I cannot think of the name of the band right now. Um, but I, I went to a big concert at, at like, uh, it was a Six Flags near us that was no longer here now. But I went to this concert, and the lead singer used to be the drummer. And at one point, like, the... Towards I the end to of the con- up really quickly. You Americans say singer really funny. And it... Sean and I love it. I don't know you what really- you mean. You really emphasize. We noticed it because we watch America's Got Talent. Okay. And whenever a singer comes on, you guys really emphasize the G part of singer. Like, we kind of just, like, we, well, and I say we, I'm pretty sure it's a Canadian thing. We just, like, go over the G. Like, yeah. singer. Like, you don't really, but no, you guys really, like, you hit that G real hard. <laughs> okay. That's kind of so, dirty, doesn't it? <laughs> so, oh, I mean, you try to hit the G if it's a real thing. <laughs> Oh, oh God! So, so uh, anyway, so the the lead singer used to be the drummer, and at one point the whole stage goes black, and you just hear the drums going, and it's just the drum solo, and it's going and going and going, and the light comes on, and the drummer, and the drummer's just going and going and going, and then all of a sudden the the drum is on like this this stand, the circular stand, and it starts turning, and you realize the lead singer is on a second drum set that's back to back with the drummer, nice. and so they're both going, and then this thing so it spins slowly. And then it raises up. What's that? Sounds like a Metallica sort of thing. Oh, dude. Here's the funny thing was, this was like a Christian rock band. Nice. Yeah. Um, The Newsboys? No, it wasn't the News. I can't think of who it was. Anyway, so it starts spinning and it goes up in the air, right? So it goes up really, really high. And then it turns sideways so that they're like facing out towards the crowd, but still like, oh, dude, it was the coolest thing I've ever seen with like drummers going. Anyway. Um, anything else exciting you'd like to tell us about the concert? Do you, do you, do you keep, do you listen to the encores? Do you stay for the encores? Uh, I'm the only person that's like, I want to beat the traffic. It, it depends on the band. So when I went and saw Our Lady Peace, they were the second band, which confused me until I realized that, uh, Collective Soul is a much more well-known and everyone in the con, mm. everyone watching the concert was like in their mid to late fifties. Uh, yeah, it's really weird. I was very confused. So you fit in really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm crotchety only mentally, not fi- oh no, I'm crotchety physically. Let's not let's not lie. Uh, and so we actually left when we knew that their set was getting close to over because I'd heard like the main song I wanted to hear from them and the band we'd actually come to seeing as earlier. So it depends. It depends on who the final. It depends on who the final band is. Uh, and, and so like whenever we go see Mumford and Sons, it's gonna be hell getting out of this festival. But I have no yeah. doubt that we're going to stay to the last song. So I plan to stay to the last song. I was getting pretty tired. And my sister likes the Foo Fighters, but definitely isn't like a huge fan. Like I could kind of tell like she like she was there for me 100%. 
Um, so I could tell, like, she was kind of like, okay. And, like, Dave Grohl was in the back, and they had a camera on him, and he was, like, taunting the audience, like, how many encores should I do? One, two? And I'm like, one! Just do one so I can go home to bed. Everyone's like, no, boo, to one! I'm like, yeah! <laughs> um, so he ends up telling us we're gonna he's going to do three. And so I told Alex, I'm like, okay, let's just see what the first... Like, I'm like, he has played every song I can think of that I love. Like, you name it, he's played it. Like, Pretender, Monkey Wrench, all all the good stuff he's played. And I'm trying to, like, rack my brain around what he could be, like, possibly playing for an encore. So he pulls up this band, and maybe you've heard them, Brother Osborne's? I've heard of... uh, No? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. They... I, they clearly are not my my cup of tea from what I could tell. So he pulls them on stage. Apparently they were here like yesterday or the day before. And they're like, all of them are drinking beer at this point. They're literally like knocking each other on stage, like hitting, like running into each other on stage due to probably drunkenness. It okay. was just really kind of a gong show. Like, the song I didn't recognize. I looked at my sister. I'm like, I'm good. Like, I don't think they're going to play anything that is worth staying for. So we left after the in the middle of the first song for the okay. encore, and I felt really weird about it because no one else was leaving. Eh. But I'm like, I'm pregnant. Everyone gets it. They're like, she probably has to pee. Yeah, which I'm sure you did. I didn't. I don't. I I don't know. I do all right. Okay. So in case you didn't know, this is apparently Colin the Parenting Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Johnny Casino. She's Chelsea Capri. It's late. She didn't have much sleep. She's been sick for like a decade. But let's take a quick break and we'll get to our our first topic here. We're back. Uh, Chelsea, I know that you and I have a slightly different look at the idea of let kids be kids. Right? We've discussed this with clothing and uh, running in Costco when it's empty and a couple other things where this has come up where I'm like, no, let them be kids. And you're like, no, they need to be under control. Right. And it sounds bad. Like I don't mean it in a bad way, obviously. No, they should be under control. You should not let your kids have freedom. Yes. And you should monitor their every step. Yeah. Uh, it'll be just like black mirror. Um, okay. So, so I, I was in a conversation with, with Mr. Bad bit today. And he made a statement to me that, that, that leads me to a question to how, how you, and I don't know if it's something you've ever thought about before, right? But I, I'm, I'm curious to what you're thinking here. So what he said to me, we were, we were talking about a show that he does and uh, something he had, he had made a video about or whatever. And then I was, you know, we're going back and forth. And he told me as a compliment to me, he says, your podcast, quote, slaps, as the kids say. This is not a term I'd ever heard before. And he said he had just heard it recently. I don't know what it means. I'm assuming it means awesome or rocks or is good or whatever, because I'm I'm pretty sure he was trying to compliment me, right? So there's all these terms out there. Uh, the mega dads have their their dictionary where they pull out the most ridiculous terms you've ever heard. Mm-hmm. How do you feel if Link starts coming home and like saying these things at home? Um. As long as they're not offensive in some way. Because some things aren't meant to be offensive, but you're like, eh, no, you may not mean it this way, but it sounds or comes off this way, then I might put, like, my foot down. Um, and it also depends on 
when and where he is using these terms. Like if we go out for a nice Thanksgiving dinner with our family and he's like, yeah, totally, Nana, hundo P. I'm going to be like, no, 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 no. We don't talk that way around grandparents. Like you don't need to be cool around people in our family. You could talk like a human. Um, so I think there's like a, I think there's a bit of a gray area where it's totally, it's fine because I don't know the lingo. I'm way too old for that. But I also think that slang can lead to poor communication later, I guess. Sure. It, does that make sense? It's late. No, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, I just, I want our kids to have better verbal skills than I ever did, slash do. And I think that coming up with, like, really weird slang and weird terms like hundo P <laughs> is funny. Use it. But in appropriate situations. Okay. See, and I wasn't sure. And I don't know. Like, it, it seems like we have these conversations where where I'm like, oh, why wouldn't she have Link running around, or not running around the store, but like going out publicly with a t-shirt that has whatever on it. And you're like, no, 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 no. When he goes out, he's dressing nice, right? Like, that seems yeah. to be like your general thing. So, so it was one of the things like, so um, I, I guess to give an example here. I am much more relaxed about the kids being silly with the way they say things and the way they do certain things and whatever else than maybe than maybe Amy is right. So I, right. A, Amy's more keen to get frustrated, um, and it, mostly with Camille, but like the she's older. Uh, well, I don't. I guess I, I, honestly, I don't know if it's necessarily that she's older. I think that Ryan just pulls it off in a more humorous way when he does these things. And that's funny because I think just in life and it's again I say a lot of sexist things on the show but I think guys in general can pull off humor better than women like women really have to try a lot harder to be funny okay here's what I need you to do there uh, a comedy central or something like that maybe has like a stand-up deal a Nikki Glaser or Glaser I'm not sure oh, which I'm one not it is. saying there's not great female Canadians out or female Canadians <laughs> there's out there's there. no there's great, great female Canadians, Canadians anywhere <laughs> I'm just saying that oftentimes a guy and a girl can say the same joke, but for whatever reason, it's funnier when the guy says it. And I don't know why that is. I, I would I, I would love to like try to analyze that one because I think you're right. I, 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 I am right because look at all the good like movies and like there's a few there's a few good like bridesmaids i know you haven't seen it or you didn't like it or whatever but that's crazy because that's a great movie and it's hilarious <laughs> but for the most part like you see a movie and i can't help but go like this is good but it'd be funnier if it was guys <laughs> see okay i don't remember ever seeing a movie <laughs> and thinking that necessarily but like I've definitely seen plenty of times where like a, a a female has said something and you just kind of look at it like that wasn't funny. But I'm positive that like if the dude standing next to her had made the exact same joke, it would have been funny. And not just like not just like a frat boy joke either. Um, well, I wonder if it's because girls are stereotypically maybe more proper, less vulgar, and so like when something comes out of our mouths, it's it's. Um, surprising, maybe? Like, whereas a guy says it, you're like, this is surprising, that's just funny, because, like, that's something he probably would say, but a girl says it, you're like, whoa, 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 let's not, let's not get too offensive here. I mean, maybe. I, I have no idea. I mean, and I think spe specifically in the case of, of, of Ryan and Camille, 
Ryan just happens to be the funnier of the two. Like just in general. Oh, so serious and like so sincere and she is, but she she has these moments where like she decides she wants to be a stand-up comic. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, like she'll make me laugh from time to time, but not when she's tr- normally it's not when she's trying. Whereas yeah. Ryan can just turn it on and just be ridiculous and hilarious. But, like, Amy will get frustrated. Like, there'll be times when, um, uh, I guess even even with Ryan, where Ryan will be, like, saying something ridiculous, but, like, gibberishy, and he's just yeah. having fun. Like, he's not trying to communicate with anyone. He's not He's not whatever. He's just being silly and goofy. And it doesn't bother me because I'm, I, I, I mean, granted, there are lines that have to be drawn, but I am very much kids should be kids. If you want to just act stupid and be a kid and you're not hurting anyone or whatever else, and it's fine with me. It bothers her more than it bothers me. Um, so, so I'm going to stop you right there because it, I'm trying to think of situations where, for example, I shot a wedding recently. Okay. And the little girl at the table was, yeah, I can't remember now. Call it six. Okay. No, I think she was Ryan's age. I think she was seven or eight. She was a little older. And she was being, she thought she was being silly, but she was being really, um, what's the word she was very clearly just trying to get attention for her for her acts but not in a cute sort of way in a really annoying like okay we get it you're she, oh she was eating corn i'm trying to think of what she was doing she was eating corn on the cob but she was doing it incredibly obnoxiously and she's like i love corn and we're like at the first it was like it was kind of funny you're like okay clearly you love corn and she's like, and then she kept going, like she got a reaction from people. And then, so then she just played it up. Right. And after about 50 minutes, I'm like, okay, like, well, the parents need to step in and tell her like, this is, this isn't funny anymore. Like it was cute when you first did it. Now you're old enough to know, like, you're just trying to get attention and well, it's annoying. And, and that's, and that, I mean, and that's, that's a different thing too, right? Like, like doing something just cause you're trying to be goofy and silly and just trying, cause you're having fun or it's making you laugh doing it or whatever else is very different from doing it to just be an attention whore. Right. But I feel like there's a bit of a like blurred line there where kids don't see the difference. And I think I'm funny and I'm being silly and I like it to, I think I'm funny and everyone else thinks I'm funny. So I'm going to keep doing this because I'm getting the attention I want. No. Yes. I, I I can't talk right now, but yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Like, yeah, I know that was two different things. I don't know if you knew this. Um, (laughs) there's some really bad jokes to be made there. Um, you're right. Right. Like, like it is, it is a thin line between, between that. But I think there's definitely times when you can tell that they're just amusing themselves or they're trying to do it for a crowd or they're trying to do it for you even. Right. right. Um, and yeah, whenever, whenever a kid's like being obnoxious and trying to do it for you and it's just not landing, like, like, and I've had this talk with Camille. I've been like, so, so she'll, she'll, um, try to make a joke and it pisses me off sometimes because one, it's not funny. And two, it's like, it's not the right time. Right. And I warn her, I'm like, look, Camille, like the lesson you're going to have to learn is you got to learn when to tell your jokes and you better make sure they're funny. Because if you tell at the wrong time and it's not funny, then I'm just going to get mad. 
Know your audience, Camille. God. It, it's and it's not even just know your audience as much as like it's like if you're gonna use humor to get out of something, mm-hmm. if you're gonna use humor to not have to do something, if you're gonna get use humor to kind of like rebel a little bit, like that joke better land. If not, it's gonna it's gonna make things a thousand times worse for you. And as a very sarcastic person, I can relate to this because the one place you're not supposed to be sarcastic, as it turns out, is with um, the people at customs. They they don't do funny. <sighs> no, no, they, yeah, like TSA, like at the airport, yeah, no, they don't they don't do funny you know, either. As it turns out, sarcasm not that's not a good time. Have you have you been like searched because of this or something? Yes. Have you Big really time searched? My sister and I, who I mean. This is back in the day when we could not look more innocent. Like two tan blonde girls coming home from a cruise because my dad was dying at home and they, my family couldn't come. My dad, who has cancer, is literally waiting for us outside. And the way I deal with things is usually just like trying to find humor in a dark situation, which doesn't always land well. No. Usually it doesn't. Every now and then it does. And then you get a good – people like it sometimes. Yeah, no, the customs guy did not like my comments, and we got our bags torn apart. Okay, but just your bags, like, like. Oh no, we got cert. Like, we didn't have like cavity searches or anything like that. But like, no, they they made sure to. What did you say to them? I, I this was year. This was like two thousand nine. I can't or two thousand eight. This is a decade ago. I can't remember now. Uh, but my sister just kept telling me to shut up. I'm like, it's fine, it's fine. And then next, then she tells me while we're getting searched. By the way, I have a bottle of booze in my bag that I haven't claimed. I'm like, oh my god. Anyways, it was bad. And my poor dad, who is pretty much on his deathbed at this point, is like waiting for us in the airport because he wants to see us. And like, we made him wait. He can barely walk or stand. You had to wait like an extra hour or two hours for us because we got it was Jeez. terrible. So yes, knowing when and where is important. You need to tell her teacher that very, yeah. very quickly. And, and yeah, well, and I've been working on that because she, uh, she, she hasn't learned that at all. You know, and like I mean, I, I think to do the customs, and she'll learn a very valuable <laughs> lesson very quickly. <laughs> but like, I mean, you would. I think you and I have talked about like when I was a kid, I learned that like if 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 my parents laughed. I was out of trouble. It didn't matter how right. bad it was. If like I could murder somebody, but like if I did it dressed as a clown telling the right joke and they laughed, I was in the clear. I feel like clowns are isn't the right direction with that either. Clowns are pretty scary now. I mean, you can't go dressed up as a stand-up comic. They just wear regular clothes. That's true. Um, but but the, I mean the point is like like I, I don't know. Like so, so I think getting back to to the original the original <laughs> question, and um, th- there's a there's a level of kids being kids, and they're gonna pick up some weird things, and they're gonna say some stupid stuff. And I agree, like there are time there's a time and place for it. Um, I personally think that if we're sitting there for Christmas dinner or or Thanksgiving dinner or Canadian Thanksgiving dinner, you know, we celebrate them all. Um, and they made one of these like slang jokes or whatever to one of my parents, but they did not do it in a way that was like disrespectful. I would think it was hilarious. See, and I think that it, it's more just for me, it's more everyday language than joking. It's more using slang instead of the appropriate words 
when you're having like a more, I don't want to say formal, but I can't think of a better word, like a more formal conversation with someone, like leave the slang out. You look, it's kind of like cussing. Swearing can be great and funny, but do it at the right time and the right place and at the right age and with the right crowd. So, okay. So I'm not around a lot of kids. I mean, I'm around younger kids because of my kids or whatever. But I mean, when I was a recruiter, I was around older high school kids. So I, I always joked that I knew what the kids said and all that mm-hmm. stuff. It wasn't true. I was, I was literally four years older, five years older than some of them. And I still was lost. Um, but like, I, I, it's one of those things where, where with some of these terms like slaps, right. Which I, I, I still don't I, know the specific definition of slaps in this, in this scenario, but I can't imagine it's, it's one of those things where the word is going to be being said all the time. It's not like they're going to be speaking Ebonics, right. Or, or I knew Ebonics really good, by the way, when I was younger, cause I thought I was black. I mean, did you not have mirrors in the house? Um, I don't know, but I was really good at speaking. Did, I um, I wish. Slap seems like it's a song term. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I'm, I'm keep going. I'm I, figuring I, this out. There, there is a strong part of me that wishes I knew you in like high school ish time period, or I'd like had met you once or twice. But I fear that we would not be friends now. Um, take a ninety-ish pound girl, give her white girl, very white girl, with give with her cornrows. I've seen that picture and have her speak in the least white way possible. That was me. Yeah, you and I would have not have been friends, and would I'm assuming not be friends now. Um, so slap, just so you, so all of our listeners know. And how old is this guy? Well, he he said he heard it for the first time, or I asked him. I asked. He said he saw it on a random Twitter post, and here's the best part. I was I asked if he heard this in the wild. He said, "Yeah, a random Twitter post. It was about how the national anthem sucks and should be replaced with the We Shop music." And my response was, "I see it's a phrase used by today's brightest youth." So apparently, it's a word that is from the Bay Area in California. Okay. And it's slap is tight music, something you can go dumb to, which is that even a saint? Is that a sentence? So, okay. Okay. If my kid came home and said, mom, this music's so slap. I'd be like, oh, okay. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you not to say that, but at least explain to me what that means. And he goes, you know, it's something you can go dumb to. I'm going to be like, you know what? Get out of the car. <laughs> Just get out of my car. You should walk home and think about these things that you're saying. You know, so my hopes, my, my, <laughs> my hopes for the future, and I mean, I guess even the present, because my kids are old enough to be, you know, picking up on these things and saying them and whatever else, is that my kids will use it in a, like a mocking, joking kind of way. And that I'm okay with, like how we use Hundo P. Like we yeah. don't, we don't. Although now it's starting to become part of my language, even though it started as a joke. I love that so much. Yeah, I feel like I don't know. I don't know what this world is coming down to here, especially with all the words that are being added to the dictionary. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, yeah. No, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with slang and I'm fine with um, jokes and being kids when it comes to language, as long as it's appropriate, not offensive, and... 
you know, not to the Costco regist- uh, clerk person. What are they called? The, the checkout lady? The people, I don't know. Like, just like the cashier? Yeah, cashier. There we go. That's the word I'm going for. Wow. <laughs> I mean, the fact that I can figure it out, but that it took you 30 seconds to also figure it out is really well, not have, great on us here. You ever have one of those times when, like, you know the thing? Like, you know the thing, but because yeah. someone else says the wrong thing first, you're just, like, screwed. Yeah, you're like, don't. no, it's not clerk. No, clerk? Clerk? No, not clerk. <laughs> no. Um, as long as it's... Again, to the right people at the right time, it's fine. See, I'm. I think. I think as <laughs> as you're like giving those like layout there, right? I I think I'm all about. I I'm all about them saying it to the Costco cashier, as long as I okay. I would say it it can't. It shouldn't be something offensive, right? Like if if what they're saying turns out to like somehow be like a racial slur that's now transformed or something like that. Not a- what if it's not offensive now, but like our generation, and I, I can't think of a term. I really cannot, because it usually goes the other way. Usually, it's like we had a term back then that's really offensive now. Oh no, it's. Uh, but if it goes the other way, like, I, and I don't know if it would, but if there's a way where I go, like, uh, even if it like sounds like something that maybe is bad, like I, I don't know. So here's the problem, and this this is, I guess, maybe my own little rant, and and it's hard. It's it's hard for me, and this is stupid, but being a a middle class straight white male, right? Like I'm not allowed to say things. I'm not allowed to talk about things. Like this is the world we've we've come to, where like I I am almost not allowed to have an opinion. But here's my little rant. If there's a word that's going to offend a group of people, don't later. Just take that word and be like, "This is us," because no, because they're, they're trying to own it, and I but, I think that's fine. I don't know, because okay, so and and this is going to sound right. terrible. You do not but, have an opinion on this. No, I, I, but but I mean, there's more whole other. I mean, that's that word though. Yeah, but this whole this that's whole other conversation. But like, I I see what you're saying. I guess. Um. Yeah, so if the term they're using is not offensive, and I can't find a way it's offensive, but you would be, well, maybe you wouldn't be surprised of how many terms are out there that if you trace them back, you're like, oh, this is a bad thing. But it's stuff yes. that you, may, you and I maybe have said or maybe stopped saying at some point because someone finally pointed out that it was bad, and you're like, oh, that's not nice, right? So, well, and, and I think that that's fair. Like, if my kid says something and I go like, ooh, Look, you can't say that. And I would tell them why. Like, you know, there's a term that we can, that you can use. You can't use that term because you are white. And sorry, you cannot say that word. Yeah. I don't know. I, there's a show, that, a movie that I watched on Netflix and it's terrible. I put it on because I wanted to just have something in the background to sleep to. I can't even remember what it was, but it's your typical chick flick, high school drama sort of thing. And there's this Asian girl in the movie and she's in like her giant Hummer and she's rapping and she's going nuts to like this rap song. But every time the word comes on, she goes, N-word, N-word. So she won't, she's alone in her car, but she won't say it because like it's, it's bad, right? And so she just keeps saying N-word to the rap. And it's, I have to say, it's a terrible movie, but that scene was really funny. Uh, I, I think the, the funniest thing that comes with like a white person rapping is in uh, Office Space when the Michael mm. Bolton character turns his music down when the black guy goes by. 
Oh man, that movie! I saw I, that uh, movie way too late. One one quick story about my not so youth because this was not that loud. Sean and I were at least dating, maybe engaged. And I was rapping to an Eminem song because I know a lot of the words. I, I, I love Eminem. I know he's offensive and I know a lot of people hate him. That's fine. I, I love Eminem. I am like hardcore rapping with my windows down. And two black guys pull up next to me and they both just kind of like looked at me. And the look they gave me was probably the most priceless look in the world. It was both like impressed but also kind of like offended I'm like, oh, I just rolled my windows up. I'm like, uh, I probably just did something I shouldn't do. I mean, but hopefully they see that I'm just rapping along to this white guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, I, I had a, I had a buddy of mine who, um, and God, this would have been 2001, 2002. So it's God, that's been way too many freaking years. Dr. Dre had a good album back then. Uh, I'm sure he did. I don't listen to rap. It's never really been. I, I haven't been a fan of rap since like MC <laughs> Hammer was big. Oh my. I don't think that's rap. It I was at the time. The whitest person in the room. No, no. I am always the whitest person in the room. And, and and it's one of those things where like I can appreciate the skill that certain people have. And don't get me wrong. Like there are some rap albums that I still have on my computer. I still have East 1999 by Bone Thugs and Harmony on my computer. And I can sing along to one or two of the songs. Uh, you know, just a little credit. Oh, by the way, also, I have a black friend. So, I mean, I've, oh, I've okay. got credit. So you're, so you're not racist. Yes, I'm not racist. <laughs> Perfect. So, so uh, but he had you this. just bring him along to parties sometimes just to, like, prove your point. Yeah, like, I, this is my black friend. And you introduce him as your black friend. Yeah. yeah like, right. El, like Elmo. Elmo has a black friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, by the way, listeners, Elmo's black friend is Tay Diggs. Um, he's Tay Diggs. He's awesome. Um, anyway, so we would start drinking and he would bust out his, the, the, what became our drinking album. And it was shoot Em up by, Oh God, I cannot think of who's saying shoot Em up. Um, but re- regardless, right. The song had this, like this, this very quick series of, of whatever, of, rapping or whatever in it and we would get really drunk and try to like rap along to this and like looking at it now you're like man we were like just shouting out super offensive stuff or stuff that would especially be a super offensive like coming from us so i i I wouldn't i wouldn't let that that wouldn't be a thing and you know i guess on on that topic i mean you're gonna get to the age i mean it's gonna be a little while uh to where you're gonna have to like look at what music Link is listening to like the stuff that he's listening to, not because you and Sean are listening to it, but he's listening to it because you know one of his friends turned it on, turned him on to it at school. We, um, I just had this conversation. Well, we've kind of had this conversation, but I just had this conversation with my mother in law because there was a lot of young people at the concert last night, and so my uh, her name's Marlou, so I don't have to keep saying mother in law. Marlou was saying, like, um, how old. Will like when will you take Link to his first concert? And I said, well, it's dependent on his maturity for one, and I think every kid is different. We've talked about that. Like it's hard to put an actual age on it. But one thing, like if we were going to a Foo Fighters concert, like they don't typically swear in their music. Every now and then there'll be an f bomb or something. Like there's just there's not a lot of swearing. There's a lot a lot of offensive messages in their music. At, at least not to the point where like you hear the song and that's what you're gonna pick up. Totally. on. Totally. Yeah, and 
if my kid is a huge Foo Fighters fan and he wants to go to the concert, like Dave Grohl dropped F-bombs constantly throughout when he was talking to the crowd. And that's what I would expect because you're going to a rock concert. I would expect either they're going to be swearing or you're going to be around people that are swearing and drunk. And like there would be a conversation to be had about like just because they're saying it. You're still a kid. You can't say these words. Yeah. I listened to Eminem growing up like and I keep referencing him because he's about as offensive as it gets. And like Limp Bizkit, I had that album. That was definitely that was definitely an offensive album at like thirteen years old or twelve years old or however I was. And I don't know, like I think I I'm not I don't think I'll be super strict about music. I, and maybe Sean will disagree, but I think that I listened to it, I turned out okay. Like I think just understanding that okay, you listen to rap, that's fine. You can't go around the house or anywhere for that matter dropping the n-word because that is not your word to say and i don't care if it's a lyric in the songs you listen to you can't say that you can't say anything offensive i don't care if you're hearing it you can't say it so i mean i agree and disagree right like there are certain things that i will like okay this song is literally all about sex are this Mm -hmm. like like right now um I, I am not too too manly to admit that I enjoy listening to Halsey every once in a while. I think she's got a good voice and and whatever else. And she, I mean, doesn't not look that bad. Uh, but but like I won't play them around my kids or, or her, I guess, around my kids because so much of her music is like okay, like this like this is not the message. Like her, I've heard a lot of great things about like the message that she sends out and like her speaking out about some stuff. That's great, but her music isn't what I want to expose my kids to. Um, so like if they're playing something like that, yeah, I'm going to be like, okay, you, you can't have this right now. But like as a kid, I got screwed. So the, the funny, oh, wait, 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 how old, like, so, cause I think Camille's at an age where I would feel, and again, I haven't had this conversation with Sean, so maybe he'll disagree, but I would be quite okay with her listening to music as long as a not listening with friends, because I don't know what other parents will agree with or disagree with. Sure. Just like video games. Like, okay, maybe we allow our kids to play Call of Duty. We will not. But maybe we do. Kids come over. No, you you can't play that game with that other kid because their parents might not agree. But Camille's at an age where I feel like she could recognize the difference between, like, this is music and... and I, I think a lot of that is, like, knowing your kid or whatever. I think she's at a very mold... I was going to say susceptible, but I don't think I can say that word properly. I think you just did. It was fine. I, I might have because I didn't have faith in myself at that moment. Uh, but like she, I think she said this part where she's being like, she, her mind is being molded a lot right now. Like I, I truly feel that specifically with her and like it worries me when she gets just a little bit older, it could be a very different story. Um, right. And I, and I think it's well, just a matter of your kid best. Yeah. Um, there is one artist that is not allowed to play her music in my house. Uh, I I do not, and I think I'm pretty sure I've said this on here before. I do not allow Taylor Swift in my house. I think she is the devil, uh, and I don't like her music, and I don't like her. So fuck off, Taylor Swift. I think uh, most people would disagree with you. I, I think she's a, a good uh, yeah, role model for young well, girls. Well, but when anyway, they, when they say she's a good role model, and then she sings a whole song about bashing in her boyfriend's car, then yeah, yeah, back, a lot of a lot of singers. Sure. Sing about that. Yeah, she can go F Carrie off. Underwear, Carrie Underwood, not underwear, 
Um, literally has a whole song about if you cheat, I'm going to rip your car apart and take a baseball bat to the headlights. Yeah. She didn't. Okay. We're not getting into my whole hatred of Taylor Swift because I could literally go on for hours of why I hate Taylor Swift. But Taylor Swift is not allowed in this house. Like I, that is the one thing that I will hardcore put my foot down. That music will not be played in my house. Um, Very weird, but okay. No, I, I, I will argue that one to my dying day. All right. Um, uh, where were we going before? I don't know. Oh, but I got screwed as a kid. Right. So, so a funny thing, my, my stepsister back in the day, so my stepsister is a week older than I am. She bought like a salt and pepper album. And then my dad and my stepmom heard it and like took it away. But like, so when I was a kid, um, I say kid, I was in high school. Metallica was coming to town and this was right after, uh, load or reload. I don't remember whatever one would have been like 98 ish time period. And like my, I, I was like, look, I got, I was like, tell my parents, I'm like, I want to go to this album. Like my stepdad saw them when he was younger. I'm like, you've seen them. I want to go see Metallica. Like I, I need to go see like Metallica. At this time. Yeah. I was like 16, 17, Ever- something like that. And my stepdad's like, no, you're not gonna go see him. Like, oh, first thing he did is he asked me for like the, the, the album that I had and I brought it to him and he reads the first, the first, uh, the first songs, which was like, ain't my bitch. And he's like, no, you're not going to go see them. And I'm like, but seriously, like you went and saw them. And it turns out they, they played nothing but their old stuff. Like this, they weren't like singing the new songs. They were playing just their old stuff. So mad. Um, And see, and I don't know. This is where like, it's weird that we disagree on this because like, you're all like, let kids be kids, let them have experiences and whatever. Whereas I'm like, it's, it's music. I, I think you have to know your kid though. And like, you have to know how that music is going to, um, like how it's going to affect them. Right. So, so if you have a kid and, and I don't know the likelihood of what I'm about to say, but just, just for an example though, but like if you have a kid who is in a phase where he is a little bit on the outs, um, very easily, uh, molded by like whatever's around him and he starts listening to some like super goth music. Now, I, I, I personally really enjoy goth music, right? But like if, if that is going to to hearing the music is going to like drive him into like some weird dark world. And I know this I is kind of an I extreme. Think this happens. I think okay. like Marilyn Manson talks about this all the time on how like if your kids, if my music has set your kids over like the edge of something. They were already on the edge and something else. Well, it, was, like, it's it, not my music it, that made your kids shoot up a school. Like, don't blame, don't blame me uh, so, for so, that. So first of all, Marilyn Manson, and I, I forgot what his real name is, Brian something or another, I believe. Uh, one of the most intelligent people you'll, you'll ever yes. hear speak. Um, boy, what a persona he puts on. But, but, but that's, but that's kind of my point though, right? Like if there's something else, like if there's this other thing that makes them more susceptible to, to hearing what that is, and that taking an, an overall effect on their current life, that's when I would want to step in, right? And that, that's that, such an extreme situation that it, does not happen. Well, okay. So first of all, I I can almost guarantee you to some extent it does, right? Well, obviously it does happen, but I don't think I think the it's, parents that are blaming the music are the parents that are totally oblivious to their kids having issues that have nothing to do. That's just well, but. But what I'm saying is like, and, and, and I agree, I agree with what you're saying. Like there has to be other issues. There has to be some other factor, 
But like knowing that your kid is in this situation, now's not the time I'm going to let you listen to this music, right? Knowing that Camille could, could like at the age she's at and the way I see her interacting with things and the way I see her um, reacting to things, right? Knowing that, that certain things could mold her perception of things and her overall perception of things concerns me with, okay, I, I want to have an idea of what she's listening to because she's at a point right now where that right there could have the effect on her. Like, I'm not saying she's going to go shoot up a school. I'm not, I'm not worried about that at all, but. I mean, that's an extre- very extreme situation. And I use that because that's literally people have blamed musicians for situations like that. And I think that's absolute bullshit. And I don't, I couldn't, I could not disagree with you more on this. I think that music will not shape your kids. I think it'll, it'll influence them as far as like, I don't think the lyrics are going to influence them. I think the actual music, I think music can just be so beneficial, whether it's listening to Eminem say horrible, horrible, horrible things about women and gay people and whatever else. And I don't think that he's a good person. Did that ever affect how I looked at people? Well, did, never did. No, maybe not. But like I'm saying, like you have to know your kids and the, the point in their life and what else is going on. Because I guarantee you out there was some kid who hears Eminem for the first time, thinks, man, this is really good. Starts really listening to it. You know, back then you had the CDs with the little things. Oh, by the way, I don't think I, I don't know if I told you this or not. I was walking through uh, Walmart with Ryan or Target or something like that with Ryan. And we walked past the video game section just a little bit. And we walked past the CD area. I'm like looking at different musicians. I just passing. (laughs) And he goes, he looks at it. He goes, I didn't know the 3DS played music. And it hit me. That like a CD case is the same size-ish as like a 3DS box. And I'm like, he has no idea what a CD is. Like we're to the point where kids have no idea what CDs are. Um, Um, But old John. Yeah. But no, I think I was in one of the most terrible points of my life where we've talked about like I was depressed. I had anxiety. I was bullied. I was suicidal. And guess what? Eminem did not affect... Well, and, my and, and there's my the, views on the world. If anything, it helped me just like forget about everything. Okay, but okay. So first, I really hate that Eminem is keeps coming up. I'm just like I'm just trying to. Uh, he's for me. He's an extreme example. No, no, of, and, like and he is, and that's why I think it actually works here. And I, I know we've basically getting back into a topic that we've talked to talked about sometime in the past, but like. I guarantee you there have been kids out there that were, I don't want to say perfectly normal because like that, that leads to the stigma of like them listening to Eminem is not being a normal kid or whatever, but like there are like very straight laced or whatever. They hear this and all of a sudden they're like, this is amazing. And they dive into it. They, they open up the thing. They start reading these lyrics. And the next thing you know, they're, they're dressing in a certain way. They're calling girls bitches and they're like doing these things. And it like, and even if it's for a short period of time, it is it is it is affecting the way they are at that moment. And it's because they heard the music <coughs> at a point in their life where where they are very susceptible to to taking on the traits of stuff. And the same thing can happen with TV shows, right? I, say, I, f- I feel like you're talking like this one percentile of kids out there that like take something way too seriously, and you need to cut them off. 
Uh, I mean, maybe it's one percentile, but I, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what percent it is because I mean, you literally have to do some kind of crazy study that would, you know, not be ideal. Um, but I think, I think there's, there's times in your life when you're just molded by, by what you take in and you have to know where your kids are and what stage they're in. And okay, if they're going to be molded right now, like if they are in a moldable spot, right? Like I definitely see right now, I see Camille being more moldable than Ryan, right? And I don't know that maybe Ryan will hit that phase at some point or maybe not. I don't know. But like I see her being, she's in a spot right now where like she's really getting into like we talked about the boy Nick, right? Mm-hmm. Today I picked her from school. She had to go to an appointment and then um, where we park for her counselor appointment is where a lot of parents park and their kids will walk from the school to that parking lot because it's like one block over. That way they're not waiting in the long lines to pick yeah. up the kids. Well, apparently Nick does this. So Camille was going to have him let us know when he was coming over so I could see the kid. Like she she was excited for me to meet this this boy. Um, and he like, I guess has kind of been ignoring her the last couple of days. And so like, she's got that going on. She has, you know, the new school this year with a lot of new people. She doesn't know. She knows she's moving soon. She has these friends that are, that, you know, uh, that are upset about different little things here and there. And it, it just, it seems like all these things are going on where she's trying to, she's trying to make people happy, but also like become a certain person and I, I can kind of Taylor Swift is not going to, and whether you let her listen to it or not, she's not going to influence Camille. Maybe not, but I think she's a terrible person. <laughs> um, and she is not allowed in my house. Um, so, but, it, but it's just a matter of like the, the entirety of the media that they're taking in and, and like knowing, okay, is your kid currently in a state where the media they take in is going to help them try to decide how they want to be. You know, she said something to me today where she's like, I don't want to drink from this kind of cup. I'm too old for it. And I'm like, Camille, if you don't want to drink from this kind of cup, don't, but don't do it because you think you're too old for it. Like if this, if you enjoy drinking your chocolate milk out of this cup with the top on it, because it just, because you just like that. Cause it's the only time she ever uses it. I'm like, if you just like that, then do it. Don't do it because someone else says you're too old for it. Don't do it because you think that the, like, like be your own person, at least a little bit or whatever. And, and like all these different influences, I think you just have to, you have to be keen on, on, on when you need to watch that closer. I want to put a pin in that because I have a lot more to say about that conversation. So maybe we'll add that to our list. Okay. We should probably start getting out of here soon. Cause you're, you're dying. I'm starting, I'm starting to cough. And you got to edit something or whatever. I don't know. I probably should work. Um, before we head off, though, I just want to say one more time how much I disagree with you. And also, <laughs> um, Chris Goodrow uh, yeah. messaged me again. And I just want to thank him for, for listening, continuing to listen to our show, even though I like, do we even have a show? What are we doing here? What is this? What is, what is this gong show that we call a show? Um, he actually messaged me about a housekeeper that he has or a cleaner. I don't know what the appropriate term is for anyone anymore. Um, and so I appreciate that. I haven't, I haven't messaged that person yet and I will. Um, but they said it was like the best thing they've ever done too. If, if you've listened to, I don't know, it was the last show or the show before I'm, I'm looking at getting a housekeeper. And, I think that was, uh, I don't remember one of the last two. 
so yeah, always reach out to us. Tell, especially if you're gonna reach out and tell me I'm right. That's always nice to hear. So, so I had someone reach out to me also. Oh, nice. I'm not gonna say who it is. Um, I don't know that it would matter or not, but was it Sean? Uh, yeah. So Sean reached out to me and said, um, he takes all the, the, the tissue in the house and just flushes it down every toilet. Uh, he's like, she doesn't even know. That's why she couldn't find tissue that day. Um, no, I, I don't ever hear from Sean on the show. I, I don't know if he listens to it still or not. I assume he does, but I, I, I got a message from someone and it says, <laughs> I'm going to read this thread to you. Cause I thought it was funny. Awesome. Does she really think you can't flush Kleenex? I was like, yes, thank you. He responds, that's legit crazy. Kleenex is thinner than toilet paper. It's like, I know. Laughed my ass off was his response. And he, I figured out what the problem is. I figured out where, where, where you've gone wrong here, Chelsea. I wrote, I think she's been corrupted by the lobbyists for big toilet paper. That's what it is. It's the lobbyists for big toilet paper that are, mm-hmm. that are doing you in here. So Yeah, most likely. I don't know what kind of tissue you're using, but you must be really shitty if it's thinner than toilet paper. If you hold Or you're using like maximum toilet paper. Okay, so first of all, like I am <laughs> I am overly particular about my toilet paper. Um my Kirkland brand. Uh, well so, some of the Kirkland brand stuff's alright. Most of it is, yeah. Yeah, I mean most Kirkland brand things in general. Actually my Costco co- or uh, no, no, John. No, no. no, no. So it's funny. I'll be. I'll be actually when I go to Seattle next time. I'll be going through Kirkland because I think my brother-in-law lives in Kirkland, which is what all that's named after. Didn't know that was the place. Yeah, that's, that's where exciting. the original Costco started. Was up in. You like? I need to visit this place. I mean, it's calling. If you come visit me when I'm living in Seattle, I will drive you to the center of Kirkland and just let you take in all the goodness. Sweet. Uh. Anyways. <laughs> worthwhile. Yeah. Uh, it's like when my mom went to like the biggest Walmart in the world in Oklahoma one time and got a hat or something like that from it or a shirt or something. I don't know. My mom loves Walmart. It's sad. Uh, okay, Chelsea, let's get out of here. Um, so hit us up on Twitter. Um, I'm, I'm Johnny underscore Casino, J-N-N-Y underscore Casino. I leave my DMs open. So you can tell me about all the ways that Chelsea is wrong and how your kids are moldable and you should at least monitor somewhat at the right times in their life. She is Chelsea Capri 23. Chelsea with Chris Capri like Sean 23. No idea what her DMs are like, and it doesn't matter because you're not going to tell her she's right. Um, <coughs> there was something I was going to end this with. Oh, Chelsea, I, I, I used to always end this with a, a Yahoo parenting question, and I have one. So this is from uh, Richard, um, who has 4% best answers. Been a member since September 2018. And he asks, how do I stop my son from dabbing? Bye, guys.